Welcome back to another week of the Chris Durham Show. Last week, I was not very proud of the production I gave. This week, it's better. Um, I don't have any mini segments. I wasn't able to interview my wife. Just too much going on this week. I wasn't able to interview Lacey. But I do have an honest movie review, but it's actually about a TV series. I give you the full review of Dahmer. Yes, the Netflix fucking series that everyone's going crazy about. I give you the full review of that. I give you the the breakdown of what happened in the NFL, what happened in my five college games I gave you. Um, I give you this week's picks for the college football Taco Bell five later burrito games. I give you the five games. Me and Josh are going at it, having good weeks. Here we go. Um, <laughs> and I give you my NFL predictions for this week. Um, so it should be a decent show if you love sports. Also, if you love, love, love movie reviews, Please listen to the Dahmer one. It's going to be the first thing you fucking hear. So let's go. What's up, guys? It's time for your honest movie review. It's a little different today, though. Uh, I'm going over the entire series of... Dahmer, you know, the Jeffrey Dahmer show on Netflix, watched it, um, so right now, you're like, if you, I haven't seen it, I haven't seen it, I'm not gonna do spoilers, okay, but what I am gonna tell you is, there is the documentary, it's like Confessions of a Killer, the, uh, the Jeffrey Dahmer tapes, watch that first, watch that before you watch the show, it's only, it's three episodes, yes, and I think they're like 40, 35, 40 minutes long, maybe a little longer than that, but because I watched that first, I was desensitized, and I knew what the fuck was going on with Jeffrey Dahmer before the show, so when people started showing up in the show, and our certain name was dropped, I was like, I was prepared for what was about to happen, um, when people talk about the show, though, before I had seen it, Heard, oh, it's so crazy, you know. It is not even, not even close to being like, oh my god, shocker. Like, if you've seen Game of Thrones, you're gonna be like, oh, that's it. That's that's the oh, oh. I was totally prepared for, you know, crazy gore and so, no, it is nothing like that. It's almost like the Netflix Ted Bundy movie with Zac Efron. The whole movie was just based around him being good looking and it was 20 seconds or less of weird violence. It was just very like people wanting to see that shit and it's just like, oh, that's it? Oh, okay. Because like, if you look at the top shows on Netflix right now, number one and number two is uh, Dahmer, and then the, the fucking documentary I was talking about. Those are the top two things on Netflix. When Making a Murderer first came out with, you know, Stephen Avery or whatever, everybody watched that shit. The whole, the world too, it's not just the US. The whole world is like obsessed and like intrigued by killing and, and violence and shit like that's just that's just what draws us in and it's it's nothing to be afraid to talk about like we, we're not we're not like that yes we fucking are we love that shit we love that shit there ain't nothing there ain't nothing as good as a great action movie with some awesome fight scenes in it we are attracted to it 
So when the show came out, everyone's like, dude, I remember, I remember that guy. Or in my case, I knew of Jeffrey Dahmer. I knew of, I, like, I knew that he killed people and I heard he was a cannibal. That's it. That's all I knew because no one ever talked about it. The closest thing I got to like knowing something about him is fucking South Park. And it's and, he, and like he played one of the three stooges, but the, instead of the three stooges, it was three serial killers because the devil sent him to pick up his birthday cake. Yes, that's that's a real episode of South Park. So that's really all I got my Jeffrey Dahmer news from. And so when I saw the documentary, I was just I was glued to the TV. Like, holy shit! Like, this all happened right when I was born and right before I was born. And as I grew up, nobody fucking talked about it. It was so like, hush, hush, don't mention him, like Voldemort. Like, you just you can't bring up Jeffrey Dahmer. It's not a joking matter, or it's nothing that people need to know. Yes, people need to know about this kind of shit. Because Jeffrey Dahmer had, more than likely, some kind of mental disorder, and like crazy childhood trauma, and also like... His, I don't know if this is 100% real though, but in the show, his father talked about after this happened, he's like, I used to have, when I was growing up, these like random thoughts of like killing things. And like, I didn't think nothing of it because I was able to, I was able to push them down and not do them. But Jeff might have gotten these same things and ended up doing it. Like, I don't know if that was true or not because it, I don't remember it mentioning it in the documentary. They didn't really talk very much about his dad in the documentary. The documentary is based around when Dahmer was caught, okay, when he was, when he was arrested, he sat down with his defense attorney and just, and they asked him everything. And he told them fucking everything, everything they wanted to know. Dahmer spilled out. He wanted to die. He wanted to kill himself. He wanted the electric chair. Wisconsin doesn't have a a death row or the death penalty. They don't have that. Uh, So he had to go to prison. But like he, there was several people that he killed that they wouldn't have been able to identify unless he talked about them. And he told them everything. Everything he could possibly remember, he spilled. And he did it with a straight face, which is crazy. And there was countless times where he could have been caught by police. They didn't do their fucking job. It made the it made the, the police of the city of, West, uh, of Milwaukee look fucking terrible. And, like, especially the two guys that, that, that let the, the 14-year-old boy that he did something with, they let him back into the hands of Dahmer went into his apartment said alright here you go gave it back and it's like holy shit that actually happened they got the actual recording of the people that called it in I mean it's just, it's fucking it's, it's, it's terrible but uh, interesting wise if you're going to watch the show the show I give an 8 out of 10 it's a good show um, it was very interesting and th- a lot of things that were factual, they put into the show and it was like, it, when you heard them say it on the show, you're like, yeah, that fucking happened. Yeah, that happened. Oh, he actually said that. Like, so they, it, it's like they listened to all these tapes, watched all the, 
interview shit he did with, you know, MSNBC did something. Like, he, they watched everything, really took notes, and really put it onto the screen. So, uh, good job by the filmmakers. They, they did a pretty good job of following the script, basically. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's worth watching. But definitely watch the documentary before the show. If you don't, you're gonna, you might get lost, and you might be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, it's like, it's good to know everything that happened, so when you're watching this, you're not gonna be as, like, <gasps> when when you see something, or confused, because there were parts that were just like, why did they just randomly show that, like, it, it, just do that, just, just, just take my advice, but the show, I give an 8 out of 10, the documentary, I give probably a 9 out of 10. Uh, very fucking interesting. Very interesting. That's a review. Robbie Anderson is not a Panther anymore. I'm pissed. Because I really fucking like Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Dude's got a little bit of a fucking attitude problem. But he's a competitive athlete. He's gonna have fucking issues when he's not getting plays that are going to benefit him. Robbie Anderson is an absolute deep threat pass uh, passing option. Baker Mayfield would get bailed out in games because his yards would be around probably 35 yards a game other than the passes he's thrown to Robbie Anderson, which are like fucking 50, 60-yard passes. Like, Robbie Anderson is a deep threat, Okay. So when Steve Wilkes took over this week with P.J. Walker as a quarterback, P.J. Walker sucks at throwing the ball downfield. He fucking sucks. But he can do read option. He can do short passes and dump passes. And that's all we fucking did. That's all we fucking did uh, Sunday. All right? Robbie Anderson was getting pissed off on the sidelines probably because there was no fucking plays called that he would actually get a pass. Not even a fucking, like, uh, what's it called? Uh, no, Jesus Christ. Like a dump pass, basically. This, hold up, there's a car on my ass right now. I'm on the interstate, and this motherfucker is, I mean, he's flying. Fuck you, dude. Whew. Okay. Uh, screen, a screen pass. Not even a screen pass was designed for Robbie. There was a screen pass for DJ Moore. There were several screen passes for Christian McCaffrey. But fucking Robbie Anderson was not getting the ball. Then he showed his frustration. And then him and the fucking receivers coach about threw down hands. They were arguing on the sideline. TV cameras all over it. It's like, oh my God, the dysfunctional Panthers are the worst team in football. Yeah, we, we probably fucking are right now. <laughs> we probably are. But yeah. And uh, it's like, dude. And then fucking Steve Wilkes is just like, you know what? Go to the locker room. See a buddy. Robbie Anderson goes to the locker room. Gets escorted into the locker room. Well, just so happened that Hollywood Brown on the Arizona Cardinals gets hurt this week. And the Cardinals, without DeAndre Hopkins, they don't really have a receiving core. So they're like, dude, let's go fucking get Robbie Anderson. They see the drama. They realize how good of a threat Robbie Anderson could be and how beneficial he could be for Kyler Murray as in bailout plays. 
Fucking Robbie Anderson is about to ball the fuck out in Arizona. Ball the fuck out. Robbie Anderson will be in the top 15 receiving yards at the end of the year. You fucking watch. You watch. And and I'm not talking about starting now. I'm talking about since the whatever he has so far with what he's going to get from Kyler Murray, Robbie Anderson is going to be a name, a fantasy guy too, a big fantasy receiver that you're going to want to pick up. It sucks because I almost got him about three weeks ago. And I was like, well, he's not consistent enough to keep him. I am looking dumb as fuck right now because everyone is going to spend every bit of their money on Anderson this week. Well, we way we do it in our fantasy league, we have 100 bucks the whole year for your uh, uh, free agency. And whoever's the highest bidder every week gets the player that they bid it on. And then after Wednesday, it's everybody's up for grabs. You can you can get it without a, wait, a waiting period. Today, today, everyone's going out for Robbie Anderson, and I don't know how much money I got left, but I'm gonna spend every bit of it on him because I have I have full 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 belief that he's he's going to be a great passer option for Kyler Murray, a great passer option. So there's that. Damn it. I hate to see him go. And, yes, the Panthers are very, very fucked right now. God, especially if we stick with the game plan we're on right now. Jesus, man. I don't don't know. Yo, what's up? Let's go over the week six NFL games and what happened. Let's start off with the shit show that we call Thursday Night Football right now. They're getting bad games, and this was a bad fucking game. Game. Even though the score ended up being close, Commanders visiting Chicago take on the Bears. Final score, 12 to 7. The Commanders win on four field goals. This game was shit, man. It was so bad. It was so bad. Uh, and a lot of people were, you know, expecting it to be bad, but it was a lot worse than what they expected. It's just, it was a bad game. Um, Let's jump into the Sunday games. Let's fucking get it over with. Panthers, Rams. Panthers lose 10 24. Uh, Steve Wilkes, first time as interim coach. PJ Walker, first time as starting quarterback this year. PJ Walker threw the ball one time in front of the line of scrimmage, and it was for one yard. Other than that, it was runs and little check down passes to the side. That's it. That was the entire offense. Anytime P.J. Walker threw it downfield, it fucking sucked because he's not that great. He is great at little read option plays, and the shit worked in the XFL because, you know, the the talent isn't as high in the XFL. But, oh, my God, dude, like, I don't know if Coach Wilkes was just like, oh, we can ground and pound it and we'll be okay. We were okay for three fucking quarters. We were up 10 to 7 for a, or 10 to 3 for a while and then at 10 to 10 we were still in the fucking game and then all of a sudden fourth quarter comes around and we let the Rams just run over us and score. And it's like, "Oh my god, dude, like if our offense would just be somewhat good. Like we're terrible this year. If our offense was somewhat good, it would have been a 
pretty good fucking game. The only touchdown we scored was a pick six. That's it. That's it. Everything else was just a fucking field goal on the first drive or second drive or whatever it was. But like, terrible. Fucking terrible. Falcons 49ers. Falcons have covered all five of their first games, looking to do it for the sixth game in a row. I think they were three-point underdogs or something like that. This game's tied 14-14, and then all of a sudden, Marcus Mariota takes over, scores two two touchdowns himself. 28-14 is the final Falcons win in Atlanta with the red helmets on. I hate the Falcons, but they need to stick with this uniform because the uniform is, is, is a cool uniform. But fuck the Falcons, but they win 28-14. And it's hard to hate them as much because I like Marcus Mariota. I like Cal Pitts. Fuck, like, ugh, ugh, I hate that I like those guys. Until they fuck us over, I'm probably going to be like, yeah, I like Mariota. I like how Cal, Cal Pitts is fucking great. He's a great player. He's a great fantasy player. Shit, shit. I don't want to feel like that. I want, I want, I want the Falcons to be trash and I want to keep hating them. It's hard to hate a team that just sucks, but they're 6-0 and against the spread and they keep staying in game. So they're actually kind of good. So... Fuck the Falcons. Uh, Patriots, Browns. Bailey Zappa is fucking good, man. Mac Jones is not playing because he's hurt, and they bring in their backup quarterback, the guy from Western Kentucky, and the dude is balling out. Pats win 38-15. The Browns just, they were running it pretty good and then just fucking stopped running it for some reason. You have Nick Chubb. You have Kareem Hunt. What the fuck are you doing? Like, run the goddamn ball. <sighs> stupid, man. Fucking rounds are stupid. Jets, Packers, what a surprise. Aaron Rodgers is shut down. Sauce Gardner, where's the cheese at? Dances around. The Zach Wilson looks pretty competent. The Jets win 27 to 10. Fucking the Jets win in Green Bay? What? Something's got to happen with Green Bay, and I think it's going to be this week. They just they do the final tweaking they need to get going. Got to throw the ball to Alan Lazard. Got to let your running backs do their job, too, though. That's the thing. Like, you have two really good running backs, Green Bay. What the fuck are you doing? Aaron Rodgers can play till he's 58 because of the talent you have around him. That defense is supposed to be incredible. Can't stop that Jets offense. Can't stop this fucking – I forgot his name uh, – the rookie running back the Jets have. That dude went crazy. Both running backs did pretty good. It's just like, oh my God, the, the, the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. The Jets are going to beat Green Bay and Green Bay? Yes, they did. Pretty easily. Colts, Jaguars. Colts win 34-27. A closer game. Um, Matt Ryan going absolutely nuts. The most completion completions he's ever had in his entire career. Just they just kept throwing the ball, and the Jaguars couldn't stop them. The Jaguars kept running the ball. The Colts couldn't stop them. It was back and forth. It was a good game, uh, but the Colts come away with the win in Indianapolis. Vikings, Dolphins. Vikings win twenty four sixteen, but that it should have been this close. I mean, the Vikings get the win, but the Dolphins hung in there with uh, two different quarterbacks two different backup quarterbacks, Teddy Bridgewater and the other guy. Uh, just, mm, I mean, 
good good for the dolphins, you know. But yeah. Sorry, there's a there's a car in front of me that is uh, swerving and riding this ass of another car just really bad. I'm trying to make sure I keep my distance. Uh, Bengal Saints, this is the return of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase to the New Orleans Superdome where they won their national title for LSU. A lot of LSU fans in the crowd, a lot of standing ovations when they hit the field and they put on a fucking show. Close game, back and forth. Bengals end up winning by 430-26. So Joe Burrow can't lose in the dome. Giants, Ravens. Ravens had this up. It was a 20-10. And then in the fourth quarter with like six minutes left, Giants get two touchdowns. Giants, man. The Giants are what, 5-1 and one now? Holy shit. Ravens, yet again, I think it's their third loss this year where they had a lead going into the fourth quarter, and they lose. Like, they're so good at the beginning, and then they just kind of fall apart towards the end of the game. What the hell, Ravens? Bucks, Steelers, whoa. Tom Brady yelling at the bench. Steelers get it done, 20-18. to 18. Buccaneers get the chance to tie the game. They get the touchdown. It's now 18-20. Go for the two-point conversion. They don't get it. Tom Brady just yelling taking all that Giselle frustration out on his boys. It is what it is, man. He's got shit going on. This can't be his last year. I don't want it to be his last year because you hate to see him go out like this. He could have fucking left when he won the Super Bowl. He should have left when he won the Super Bowl. But regardless, he's still Tom Brady, and he can still turn this team around. But I hope they lose every single game the rest of the year. <laughs> We're play, we play him this week. Uh, we need to beat Tom Brady. That would be fucking amazing. Tom Brady in the Bucks. Uh, Cardinals, Seahawks. Seahawks win 19-9. Cardinals look terrible. Seahawks defense getting it done. Geno Smith doing the bare minimum to get things done. They win 19-9. Cardinals can't even put up a touchdown. Can't even put up a touchdown. Bills, Chiefs, a great game. Uh, instead of it being an offensive shootout, it was a defensive back and forth. Patrick Mahomes still making great plays, but Josh Allen makes the biggest play of all, but they give the Chiefs a last chance to come down the field and score to win the game. It's 24-20 at this point. They need a touchdown to win the game. Patrick Holmes throws an interception. Chiefs kingdom silent. Bills Mafia fucking going nuts. Josh Allen and the Bills win. Get the revenge from that division divisional a playoff game last year it was just it was nice to see it was a good game Cowboys Eagles Eagles almost let it slip away they're able to pull it out and do it well Cooper Rush not having a great game final score 26 17 and then the Monday night game the Chargers Broncos what another shit show for the Broncos Broncos are done playing in prime time thank God Russell Wilson is not good the Chargers, uh, the Broncos' defense is really good, though, which made the, which makes all their games suck because their offense sucks, but their defense is really fucking good. So it's low scoring almost every single game. The Chargers get the win in overtime. Justin Herbert, he looked okay. The Chargers themselves looked okay, but man, it was a, it was a defensive battle. But the Chargers get it done. That was Week Six. Uh, some decent games, some stinkers, just, you know, 
it's still early in the season, still a lot of football to go to, but um, there's one team in particular from Charlotte that I don't know what the fuck's going to happen for the rest of the season, but I'm definitely going to lose a bet with a guy at work. I bet him that we're going to at least make playoffs this year. I don't know if we can win another game. Nonetheless, make the playoffs. So, But the NF- or yeah, NFC South is still up for grabs. The leaders in the division are the Bucks and Falcons with 3-3. Three and three. We are 1-5. We are only two games behind. There is still a chance. All right, let's go over last week's Taco Bell Five Layer Burrito Pick College Football Games. Our five games, they were five pretty good games. Well, somewhat. <laughs> um, let's get into the picks. So the first game, we had Michigan versus Penn State. Josh went with Michigan. I went with Penn State. Penn State was cl- 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 clobbered. Michigan just ran the ball like fucking crazy, shoved it down the throat of Penn State. And everybody in Ann Arbor is just like, yeah, we got ourselves another team right here. So Michigan dominates. I think they scored. It was like 40 to 17 or something, something bad. Just they beat the shit out of Penn State. So Penn State's playoff chances are pretty much crumbled now because that would fucking. Because you're still competing with Michigan and Ohio State for the Big Ten. And Wisconsin's always there to spoil it for somebody, but, you know, just sorry, Lions, Nittany Lions, it's not your year. But you still have a decent team. And and Micah Parsons looks great in the NFL, so you have that to hang your hat on. Um, the second game was uh, USC, uh, as in Southern California, going on the road to Utah. And what, what, hap- what exactly... I predicted happened. It was a great fucking game. Utah wins by one point. Me and Josh both pick USC, and I said USC's going to cover, but Utah is going to win, and Utah wins by one point. I think it was 43-42. Very high-scoring game. Very good game. Um, and, and Utah just proved their legitimacy, but the Pac-12 this year actually has some pretty good fucking teams. Oregon's still good. USC is good. Utah's good. You can go ahead and say UCLA is pretty good. Um, who else? Who else is worth talking about? At least I don't know. Th- those are the main ones right now. But like, it's it's they're not a complete dumpster fire like they have been the past couple of years. So um, shout out to the Pac-12. Um, all right, game of the week: Alabama visiting Tennessee and Knoxville. If you haven't heard about this, where the fuck have you been? It was a complete back and forth high-scoring, high-electricity game. Alabama, you think Alabama's about to run away with it? Nope. Tennessee gets it. And then Alabama just couldn't hold off on the defense. Tennessee lines up for a field goal in the last seconds. They make it. The crowd storms the field. One of the Alabama receivers apparently punches a fucking girl from the stands on the field. That's getting looked into. Tennessee wins by three. Just just, just complete chaos in Knoxville. They rip the field goal post down. They carry that shit out of the stadium all the way to the river. Fucking crazy. Fucking crazy. But congratulations to the, the Tennessee Vols. An amazing win. An amazing cover. They were seven-point underdogs. I picked them. Josh had Bama, seven-point favorites. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, let's do the LSU game. LSU, they were two-and-a-half-point underdogs. I believe they won their game. They did cover. Me and Josh both picked LSU. And then the final game, well, it's LSU-Florida, and LSU won. Um, the final game was the battle for the victory bell. It was... Duke Carolina, a very good game, a, a decent scoring game too. Uh, Duke has the lead going into the very end of the fourth quarter. Carolina drives, gets a last-minute touchdown. There's only like 20 seconds left to give Duke a, somewhat of a chance to drive down the field. They need a touchdown to win. They don't get it. Uh, Carolina wins the victory bell, but Duke covers the spread, and I pick Duke, seven-point underdogs. Josh picked Carolina. Um, I know I sound down. Look, there was no expectations for Duke this year, but the fact that they keep hanging in all these, like their losses have been Kansas, Georgia Tech, and now Carolina. All fucking losses have been by one possession. It sucks because we're in every single game so far. And I feel like because we're losing, like we lost in overtime to Georgia Tech, we lose by eight points to Kansas. And... And, and, and we and we could have con- we could have came back and won that game. We just had a couple bad drives early on. I think that put us away from it. We had to play catch back, but there was still a chance. And then the Carolina game, you had it. Your defense just couldn't make the stop. Which Carolina's quarterback, he's legit. And uh, I knew their their offense is a crazy good. So it's like you can't rely on the defense in the last minutes of the fourth quarter to make that stop. And it was it was a tough play, but. You know, Carolina. Carolina is a better team, and they, of course, they've got better recruiting and stuff. Than you know, Mac Brown's been there. This is his what third year there. So he's got good people coming in. It's just, it sucks because we were, we were so fucking close to getting it done. Um. So it was a good game, though. It was a good game, and it it it, it was in Durham, and I wish I would have went, um, but I'm kind of glad I didn't because you know there's a lot of Carolina fans there. But it was a good game, and for 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 a season that we're not supposed to be doing good, it's there's still hope. There's actually a lot of hope with this team. So, for people talking shit about Duke football, look, man, we don't ever really get a chance to get excited about Duke football. This year, I'm getting excited about Duke football. So, but that was uh, that was this week's five layer burrito picks. I went eighty percent on picks. Josh went sixty percent, bringing our records, and he's got a pretty good fucking lead on me. Josh currently now, after seven weeks, has a record of 22 and 12. He's had some pretty good weeks. Uh, he is 10 points positive right now. 10 points positive. And he's almost at, he's like at 60, 60 or so percent picking. That's pretty fucking good. And I am catching back up, but I was down a bunch. Uh, I am now at 16 and 18. So I am two points under. So a total of a 12-point difference right now. I got some catching up to do. I made a little progress this week, but it wasn't enough. I need Josh to pick some more bad picks. Come on, Josh. Make some bad picks. Um, we're not doing the NFL competition anymore. It's just got too – there's too many games, and um, we both forgot to make picks on certain weeks. So it's just uh, – and I do it on the show, but uh, I, I should I should jot it down and stuff. But – um, so this is our main competition. Um, 
college football picks. So I need to make a huge, I'm telling you, 12 games, that's three weeks worth, at least three weeks to somewhat get back into it. Uh, and it could it could come all the way down to the college football playoffs, or he could just fucking run away with it in the next couple weeks, which he just might do. But it's a good competition. It's friendly competition, and uh, it gets me excited for college football because I normally don't have time to watch college football. Having a wife, having a child, and I, I make sure that my priority, I need to watch the Panther game on Sundays. So college football usually gets put on the back burner, but I'm, I love college football. I've always loved college football. Even though my team is trash, when, when I was younger, I used to pull for the NC State Wolfpack football team just because it's it's another local team, and Duke used to be dog shit. Um, and then when I got into college basketball, I was Duke, and I was like, fuck it, that's my school. I'm going to go with their football team too. So, yeah. So for people that are like, yo, man, when the – you used to be an NC State fan. Yeah, I used to be an NC State fan. Uh, football. Uh, basketball, I pulled for them, but I've always been a Duke fan of basketball. Uh, fucking J.J. Reddick, bro. J.J. Reddick. And then if you know me now, you're like, yeah, Chris is a big Duke fan. Uh, why am I keep talking? That's the end of the picks. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, dude, what am I fucking talking for? All right, I got your week. Fuck, what week is it now? Jesus, week eight. <laughs> College football, Taco Bell, five-layer burrito picks. I got the games. Um, What kind of sucks is, so me and Josh, you already made our picks, and four out of the five games, we have the exact same pick. So if I am going to play catch up with them this is not going to be the week for it either i'm going to advance one position or go back another position so here are the games the uh let's see what's my game of the week for you guys shit you know what oh duh that's the game of the week (laughs) uh so first game is going to be the syracuse clemson game uh, Syracuse is 13 and a half point underdogs going to Clemson. The Tigers, both teams undefeated, both teams trying to get the number one spot in the ACC after this game. Um, Clemson's going to win this game, but I think it's going to be a tough battle for about three quarters. Clemson pulls away. They sh- they 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 figure out, you know. Syracuse's weakness pulls away, wins by 17 or more, possibly. Now, this is a, a hmm, this is one that I want to change just because I believe in this, like, Syracuse hype, but Clemson's for real, and Syracuse's recruiting isn't even near Clemson's. No offense, Syracuse fans, so I'm still sticking with Clemson, and Josh is also picking Clemson. Uh, Iowa visiting Ohio State on the road. Iowa is 30-and-a-half point underdogs. So Ohio State, 30 and a half point favorites. This is, uh, it's a head scratcher. Iowa's defense is pre- it's okay. Their, their defense is okay, but their offense is not good at all. Ohio State's offense is great. Ohio State's defense is pretty damn good. The spread, though, might be too many points. I'm going with Iowa just based off their defense isn't that terrible. I think it might be a final score 
of maybe 28 to nothing. But I don't see Ohio State being able to just murder the Hawkeyes like that. Um, Josh also picked Iowa. Uh, game of the week is Ole Miss visiting LSU. Ole Miss is two-point underdogs uh, for a 3:30 game in Baton Rouge at Death Valley. <sighs> Ole Miss is seventh in the country. They're undefeated. LSU has a good team, but they're this is like the the build year for next year. Next year's recruits with the, what they have now, it's going to be a good team. This is not necessarily the team for LSU. Um, Ole Miss two-point underdog, though, is a head-scratcher. We saw what LSU did to Florida last week. So I don't know about giving them the two-point favorite, though. Um, I'm going to pick Ole Miss based on – you know what? Fuck that. Fuck that. I'm going LSU. I've been picking LSU, and they've been doing good for me. I'm going to take LSU two-point favorites at home. I'm going to change it right now on my on my thing so I know what to pick. Um, I'm, I'm going LSU, though. Take LSU two-point favorites. Josh picked Ole Miss uh, two-point underdogs. So now we have two games different. Here's another game. West Virginia visiting Texas Tech. West Virginia six-and-a-half-point underdogs. They're a good team. West Virginia is a good team. This will be more than likely a high-scoring game, but I think the six-and-a-half-point range is where it's key. Vegas always knows something we fucking don't. Texas Tech is going to win by seven or more points. That's why I'm picking Texas Tech. Texas Tech did upset Texas, and I think Texas is better than both of these two teams. And it's Texas Tech at home, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, which to them is 2 o'clock in the afternoon. The game will end as the sun goes down. The The sun setting is also going to affect West Virginia. The dry air, it's it's, it's going to be Red, Red Raider shootout type of deal taking Texas Tech. But I would not be surprised if West Virginia is able to pull this out of their ass. But I took Texas Tech. And the final game is the Duke Blue Devils visiting Miami as nine-point underdogs nine points i don't know about fucking nine points duke is not terrible we've had bad luck and for three games this year but we have lost every game by one possession or less so well there's nothing less than one possession but every game has been lost by just one possession so we've been in it for every single game we made a comeback with kansas we lost last second to carolina and we lost in overtime to georgia tech we don't have a bad team it's just we have had bad luck this year and we've had good wins good solid wins so i'm Definitely taking Duke plus nine. Miami at home has just been. This also has the weird history. This is the game where it's the the last chance, you know, razzle dazzle bullshit at the end of the game. Miami was able to do it to Duke before a couple years ago. There was a, definitely a lot of bad fucking calls in that game. And on that last drive, there were several blocking the back, several holdings that were not called for some fucking goddamn reason. Duke lost that game because of that. So I fucking hate Miami. Um, so definitely taking Duke. Definitely taking Duke. Nine-point underdogs. Fucking go Devils, man. Go Devils. Go. Uh, 
we're going to win this fucking game. Not only are we going to cover, we're going to win this fucking game because we are better than Miami. Carolina beat Miami. We should have beat Carolina. We're fucking better than the than the Hurricanes. Canes, Hurricanes, whatever they call themselves, we're better than them. So taking that. So those are the college football Taco Bell five layer burrito pit games for week eight. Again, now I te- now me and Josh have two different games. Um so it's gonna be interesting. This is my chance to make the climb. Start my comeback. Little chip at a time. Little fucking chip at a time. I don't give a goddamn if I go two two and three this week as long as he goes 0 and five. You get what I'm saying? So let's fucking go. Can't wait for these games Saturday. Let's go week seven NFL games. Here's my picks. I already missed the Thursday night game. What a game it was. I'll go over that game on next week's show. Uh, how about my picks, though? So the first game on the list is Bengals uh, hosting the Falcons. Falcons are five-and-a-half-point underdogs. The Falcons are also 6-0 and on covering the spread this year. Fuck that. Bengals are back together. They end that streak. They keep winning and if the Panthers somehow fucking win this week the Panthers are now going to only be one game away from having the lead in the division oh yeah but we traded away Christian McCaffrey so I don't fucking see that happening but here we go (laughs) Bengals five and a half point favors uh Lions visiting the Cowboys Lions are seven and a half point underdogs I think Dallas's defense stops this high-powered Detroit offense it will be high scoring at first, first half, take uh, the over or whatever. The second half will have Dallas shutting them down. Dak Prescott is back. Dallas will win by 10 points more than likely. Seven and a half point favorites taking Dallas. Tennessee hosting the Colts. Colts three and a half point underdogs taking Tennessee. I just don't – this this Colts team is so fucking back and forth, back and forth. You just – you can't – you you can't understand them yet. Tennessee is always in the mix. If Derrick Henry can run on this defense, which he can, they will do great. Tennessee, three-and-a-half-point favorites taking them. Green Bay visiting Washington, five-and-a-half-point favorites is Green Bay. I think this is the bounce-back game for Aaron Rodgers. Alan Lazard will fucking get three goddamn touchdowns, hopefully, and the Packers will win very easily against this Washington defense, which is in pretty much tank mode. Sorry, Coach Rivera. I love you, man, and I wish all the best for you, but this is not your game. Uh, Tampa Bay visiting Carolina. Tampa Bay, 10.5-point favorites. This might be updated. I've heard it's going to move to 13.5 or 14. I've always taken Panthers. I've always taken Panthers. But P.J. Walker is more than likely still the quarterback this week. We just lost Christian McCaffrey. Our defense is going to do a decent job against Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay is going to win probably 13 to nothing. So with this 10.5-point spread, I'm going to take Tampa Bay. Tom Brady just had that game last week where he's yelling at his guys. They lose to Pittsburgh. They need a bounce-back game. They need to put their foot on the gas and keep this lead in the NFC South. They will feel doomed if they lose this game in Charlotte. This is a nut-up-or-shut-up game for Tampa Bay. Tom Brady is going to fucking kill us. 
13 nothing doesn't even sound right. It's more than likely going to be 38 to nothing. But I have hope that our defense will play very well in the first half, first quarter. They won't score a goddamn point, hopefully. But uh, Tampa Bay 10.5 point favorites, take them. Giants visiting Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville is 2.5 point favorites, which makes no fucking sense. I I don't understand Vegas on this. No one's fucked up. No one's injured on the Giants. Jacksonville didn't add anyone in particular. New York is five and one. Jacksonville's two and four. I I don't understand this spread, but it's what some people will call a rat line. Something that Vegas automatically knows that everyone's going to take the Giants now. Two and a half. What the fuck? That's less than a field goal. Why wouldn't you take New York to win this thing? Well, because the Giants have been that rag-and-tag team that can just scrape one out. They're going to lose at some point. Why not to Jacksonville? So I'm going to take Jacksonville just because of the spread. It's so goddamn confusing. I have to take it. They have a really good run game. The Giants' defense isn't the best for against the run. Uh, yeah, I just... ETN's going to get two touchdowns, maybe. I don't fucking know. That's a weird line, but I, I'm taking Jacksonville. Cleveland visiting Baltimore. Baltimore just keeps losing. Just keeps fucking losing these stupid bullshit games. I heard a stat today. Baltimore, in all their losses, have only been down for 120 seconds. That's stupid. That is stupid. I think this is the game. They take it out on their bitter rival. The Browns are the Browns. They deserve to lose every game for the rest of the year. Uh, Nick Chubb is going to be... Did I say Nick Chubb last time? I think I think I said I meant Saquon Barkley for the Giants, but Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are going to be doing pretty well against this Baltimore defense. It will be high scoring, but I think Lamar gets it fucking done, man. I, I think the Ravens win six and a half point favorites taking them. Jets visiting Denver, mile high. Denver is so weird. Their defense is really fucking good, though. Really good. Russell Wilson's not going to play in this game. I'm taking Denver. Russell Wilson has been the issue for the Broncos. There's going to be a lot of good running plays in this game. So take Denver. Jets have been on kind of a roll. Uh they're gonna get they're gonna get surprised by how how good Denver's defense is. Denver two and a half point favorites taking them. The Raiders hosting the Texans. Texans have been scrappy assholes all year. The Raiders have they're the best one of four team ever, possibly they just keep having these weird losses. Just a, a weird year for the Raiders. They bounce back. Raiders win, but Houston will cover this game. Houston will uh, Houston will play their ass off to try to win this game, but Raiders win. Houston covers. Six-and-a-half-point underdogs taking them. Seattle visiting the Chargers. Uh, Seattle, six-and-a-half-point underdogs. They are another team that wins ugly games, not necessarily loses them. Uh, but the Chargers really need a good, solid win. They're four and two. Justin Herbert start. He he had a weird game last week. They need they need a they need a high scoring, decent win. 
they're at home. I'm taking six and a half point favorite Chargers. Just they need it. Here's the uh, game of the week, in my opinion. The Chiefs visiting San Francisco. San Francisco just picking up Christian McCaffrey this week. There's going to be a shitload of hype. We're going to see some weird sets that we're not used to seeing. And the Chiefs don't know how to fucking prepare for this game. Debo and McCaffrey and Ayuk and Jimmy G is going to do something very strange to the Chiefs. And the Chiefs going against this defense is going to be a surprise to Mahomes. These guys are... Somewhat of a weakness for him. This is a Super Bowl rematch from a couple years ago. This might be a good fucking game. I'm taking three and a half point underdog San Francisco just because I want to see the Chiefs fucking lose. Steelers visiting the Dolphins. Two of them might be back this week. Steelers off that cool win against Tampa Bay. They're probably feeling pretty good, and they're going to win again. You know what? Fuck that. Miami's going to win. Steelers are going to definitely cover those seven and a half point underdogs. That's just too many points. I do think Tua is going to get at least one or two stupid bomb passes that gets caught by Jalen Waddle or Tyreek Hill, hopefully Waddle, and that'll be awesome. But Kenny Pickett's going to do the same fucking thing. He's going to throw the shit out of that ball to George Pickens, and something cool is going to happen. And we're going to see some really awesome touchdowns. See some really awesome touchdowns in this game. So I'm taking Steelers seven and a half point underdogs. And this is the last game. This is the Monday night game. Chicago visiting New England. Chicago seven and a half point underdogs. Bailey Zappa, Zappy, Bailey Zappy, Zappa, whatever the fuck his name is, has been rolling. Chicago's defense is pretty good, but Chicago's offense is fucking terrible. Patriots' defense is actually good. Taking Patriots seven and a half point favorites. Why the fuck wouldn't you take that? 70% of the country is also taking that, but Chicago might surprise them and cover. But New England's definitely going to win. All right, that's it. That's my picks. We'll see how I do. Also, I I just mentioned it a little bit in the NFL uh, prediction. But, yeah, Christian McCaffrey is is not a Panther anymore. And it fucking sucks. We got some good, a decent amount of picks for him. But I think four picks. But, yeah, it fucking sucks, man. I love that guy. My wife is now wishing the Panthers lose every single game for the rest of the year because she really liked McCaffrey. <laughs> Excuse me. But, uh, yeah, I just want to give a shout-out to um, all the sports stores that are going to start clearancing out his jersey. So I can't wait to find my big and tall Christian McCaffrey jersey out there for less than 50 bucks. Um, if you guys see a 4X or 5XL jersey on sale, send me that shit. I would love to see it. Keep pounding, I guess. Keep pounding.